guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful The Arsenio ZSL Podcast. And today is another one. Oh, it is all about those inference questions. As difficult as they are, I'm trying to make sense of them in the easiest way possible. Remember, this is just, just under probably about 30% of the entire video that you get uh, on my course. So just keep that in mind. But nonetheless, man, this is good. This is real good because those infer inferences basically requires you to think a little bit more. So if you're like a beginner or elementary level, this could be very, very difficult for you. However, in saying that, you and with techniques and especially with keywords, you're going to be able to differentiate some information. And that's what I'm going to be showing you today in today's podcast. So with that being said, let's dive in. So welcome back to another video. Today I have inference questions. I'm so, so excited about this one today because to be honest with you, this question definitely does require a, a fair amount of English because it, 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 like, it, it forces you to deep, very, like, you have to, di like, not dig deep, but think deep. You have to think way outside the box. And so for the majority of you who have actually bought my course, who uh, are watching this and stuff like that, uh, you are probably not like, you know, uh, most of my Thai students who are like the majority could be anywhere in range between beginner upwards to no more than pre-intermediate if I get lucky. Um, but, and, and, you know, this is outside the doctors and stuff that I've had the, the fortunate, you, you know, the, the opportunity of teaching and stuff and the botanists and stuff like that. Any medical professionals, they have some pretty good sound English out here, but if we're teaching just everyday people and depending on, you know, if it's a company or this or that, they're not going to be able to understand these. But you, yes, you watching this video, dental professional from Central and South America, uh, you know, uh, North African countries who I've had a lot of people inquire about a lot of different things and especially Eastern, you know, Northern European countries, this should be no problem for you, but you're going to have to think outside the box. And that's what I'm going to show you today. So with different tips and how I break it down, please, again, think how I think. I'm not saying, oh, no, you don't want to think exactly like me, but you want to say, I need, I need Arsenio, me, to navigate in a way that I can understand exactly how he understands. Like, I, you need to figure out that navigational path just as I've done. Once you understand that, and then you're like, okay, I can eliminate this. I can eliminate this based on these two answers. What I have here is this, okay? If I'm like a lawyer and I have all my details out, this one looks better than this because there's this and this, and you have to be quick with it. But we're only going through this as practice right now, right? So with that being said, people, let's dive in. Infer, imply, suggest, you name it. <sighs> so I'm going to write this out. And Again, if you guys are on my TOEFL IBT writing course, I love the fact that I've emphasized over the last three months since the beginning of this new year, in other words, because when you're able to put a paragraph, sentences, and different things to create your own meaning and put it in your own words, it makes everything just so much easier. And so what we're going to try to do is make sense of all this craziness in terms of the Cretaceous period. All right, so here we go. The body that impacted Earth at the end of the Cretaceous period was a meteorite with a mass of more than a trillion tons and a diameter of at least 10 kilometers. 
Scientists first identified this impact in 1980 from the worldwide layer of sediment deposited from the dust cloud that enveloped the planet after the impact. The sediment layer is enriched in the rare metal iridium and other elements that are relatively abundant in a meteorite, but very rare in the crust of Earth. Even diluted by the terrestrial material excavated from the crater, this component of meteorites is easily identified. Okay, so basically, you know, by looking at everything before I read the last sentence or the last couple of sentences, something, you know, where there, there was a lot of uh, hypothesis to what this was that crashed into the earth, okay? And now they said, oh, well, you know, the body was a meteorite and we're trying to figure out, okay, what was it made of? The sediment layer was made of metal uh, uh, iridium and other elements that are abundant in the meteorite and not in earth, okay? So again, very rare, as it says, to find in the crust of the earth. All right, so then it goes on to go blah, 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 blah. Component is easily identified as meteorite. So by 1990s, or by the 1990, geologists had located the impact site itself in the Yucatan region of Mexico. The crater, now deeply buried in sediment, was originally about 200 kilometers in diameter. Huh, okay. It was originally 200 kilometers in diameter, but again, when it first impacted, it said a diameter of at least 10 kilometers. Now it's 200, which is really weird. Okay, so I'm looking at conflicting information. And if I look at 1990, geologists had located the impact site in itself in the Yucatan region of Mexico, but scientists first identified this impact in 1980 from the worldwide layer of sediment deposited from the, depo uh, from the dust cloud that enveloped the planet after the impact. So it took 10 years for geologists to locate the impact, which is really weird. So scientists were just like, blah, 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 which they normally are. And then here come the geologists, boom, they located it. And then they realized it went from being only 10 diameter to 100. I'm putting it in my own words to understand a little bit more. Am I going to be able to do this on the test? No. But with this type of thinking, I know exactly what my plan and point of attack is. So which of the following can be inferred from the paragraph about the location of the meteorite impact in Mexico? So it says here. The body that impacted amassed more than trillion tons and a diameter of at least 10 kilometers. Scientists first identified the impact in 1980 based on some dust cloud, okay, that was over the planet. 1990, however, geologists had located the impact site itself in the Yucatan, Mexico. In, in Mexico. There it is. So what could be known as the wet site? Well, in 1980, scientists didn't know shit. But then in 1990s, we finally found it. So let's look at some of the answers. The location. And guys, that is the end of my amazing podcast. Again, the full course and everything is available in the link down below in the description. I hope you enjoyed it. And with that being said, guys, please stay tuned for a hell of a lot more. I'm your host as always, over and out.